I want you to open your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 4. You know, I was thinking uh, as I was praying about what I should share about, you know, I was going to continue on kind of a theme of maybe, you know, the importance of the word and the spirit, but I really felt like I needed to pull back a message that I have preached throughout the years and really look at it again. And it was a message on honor and dishonor. And if you really understand the culture today and what is society's missing element, if you were to look at society today, at the culture, especially the woke culture, and really, really look and say, okay, what is the root? What is really missing? Obviously, society, the culture needs God. But, but look at what is missing. And I'm telling you, it's something that maybe those of you that are older uh, or my age or maybe a little higher, you would know that we grew up with a different culture a different mindset. People today are so mad, they're so angry, they're so touchy. But there was a culture that I grew up with back in you know, my childhood and different things of honor. And today you can see that what society is missing is honor. And, and, and unfortunately, it's trying to lull, and it has. It's brought pastors and, and Christian folk into the same dishonor that's in the culture and society. You say, well, pastor, can you elaborate that? Yeah, let's look at what we've been through for the last two years. You know, let's start with the politics. We uh, have people that we supposedly vote for, that we vote for legally. And we've had anything but fair and honest elections for quite some time. How I many of oh, that's dishonorable? When, when a, a nation, a country begins to steal the vote and the voices from the people, it is no longer a democracy. Are you listening? That is very, very dangerous. I don't care what side of the fence. Listen, I've got neighbors around me, and there are some that are ultra conservative. There's some that are extremely liberal. And I've gotten them to all look and see that the election was truly stolen. And I tell you, there are people that are on the left that say we are no longer on the left. We are fed up. They stole this election. What they're doing to our country is dishonorable. It is. It's very dishonorable. So let's look at this. Here's another thing. So we have, we have these elected officials. I don't care if they're in the right, the left, or in between. They're putting forced mandates on the people that, quote, voted for them, supposedly. Some of these people, they stole it. And, and notice how the dishonor among elected officials are. They're supposed to represent you, but yet you're overly taxed, but they're not. They force you to wear masks, but they didn't. They forced you to get vaccinated, but they didn't. That's dishonor. Let's bring it down. Then there was protesting, cities being set on fire, businesses set on fire, and mysteriously this organization appeared and people began to champion them, putting a black square on it and saying black lives matter. Now here's the thing, black people's lives do matter. But so do white people, brown people, yellow people. I don't care, listen to me. I don't care what color skin you are. I've heard all the arguments. If you start going down that road, you are going to dishonor some other race. 
Now, is it honorable to listen to what the black man and woman and race has gone through? Absolutely. And they need to be heard. And there needs to be dialogue because there's been a lot of dishonorable things towards them. Their history says it. And it's proof. What they did to the black populace in this nation is horrible. Now, people jumped on the back wagon of Black Lives Matter and they didn't read what Black Lives Matter stood for. It wasn't an honorable organization. And here's how you know. They're out there, Black Lives Matter, saying Black Lives Matter, and there's black people with tears streaming down their face saying, what are you doing? I'm a black man and you just burned my business down. Because it was an organization of dishonor. Fast forward, people kneeling, protesting the flag. I don't care what your issue is. That's not the issue. The issue is the very thing that unites a country is their flag. And what it's supposed to stand for. And when you absolutely kneel to try to get attention and divert it to something else, while you disgrace your flag, your independence, that is dishonor. And then not even sing the national anthem is dishonor. And we just slid right in it and created arguments and social media dialogue and which side are you on? Are you on this side, that side? Then we've got a media. Rather than absolutely reporting, they create the news. They spin the news. They propagate and, and put propaganda out there. They, they become so dishonorable. They can't even tell the truth. Fast forward to schools. Rather than honorable teachers, school boards, superintendents, parents, they're allowing sexual material to exploit children at a very, very young, immature level that does not need that kind of information. That's dishonor. Then telling a child who don't even know what they want to be when they get big that they can change their gender. That's dishonor. People dressing up, being whatever you want. If you want to be, if you were born with man parts and you want to be a woman and you identify as a woman, you're a woman. No, that's dishonor. God created two genders, male and female. And anything that you want to make up, make believe is dishonor. God made marriage between one man and one woman. Anything outside of that is dishonor. And yet we've got Christians sliding in. Well, if two people love one another, that's not the issue. You are dishonoring the God, the holy God, and his covenant that he made between man and woman. That's not hate. That's called I love God and love his covenant. And I love honor. Marriage has to have boundaries. If it's not between a man and a woman, the reason God did it is because that's the honorable thing. Otherwise, anything goes. Let's talk about, oh, let's defund the police. Wow. That's absolutely 
dishonorable. What about the innocent people while you all have security guards that guard and protect you? You're wanting to defund police in the community and now bring the community at risk. Now let's talk about those in law enforcement. If you sign up for law enforcement and you wear the badge and you wear the uniform, you need to uphold the badge, the uniform, with honor that serves and protects and does not mistreat people because you have power. Now, just because they wear a badge and a uniform doesn't mean that we dishonor them. And so the list goes on. What we've seen is dishonor. I'll tell you another one, social media. Social media has become social dishonor. People can get on there Act like they're big old tough bad. And they would never say that stuff to your face because if they would. But brother big mouth. Sister whatever. Somebody the other day. Wrote on my Facebook page or our ministry Facebook page. We removed their post because they were being very argumentative and they said you removed my post all caps now i'm going to ask the question again bye i'm not obligated to answer your questions to create christian drama there's a reason jesus was quiet at his friend lazarus who had died he waited two days later. Sometimes when a leader doesn't speak, it's because it's not because they're trying to avoid something. Sometimes they don't want to add to further discourse, division, gossip and strife and misunderstanding and handle things behind the scenes in an honorable way so that the church of Jesus Christ doesn't have to experience further drama. So don't come on my page and demand of me. When you don't know everything, bye. I've been telling that to ministers for a long time. Why are you having your social media page be a cesspool of sewage flesh of people getting on, yelling at one another, calling out the preacher, calling out this preacher, calling out that preacher, calling you out, putting on what they agree with, what they don't agree with. Excuse me, you came to my page. It's my page. And if you tried that stuff at my house, oh boy, we'd have a problem. But boy, they can say it with their little keyboard. And I think ministries and people, if you have your own social media page, don't let people go on your page and barf. Let them go on their own page. I don't allow arguing and divisiveness and strife. I don't allow it. You have to have a standard of honor. You come to my page, you be honorable. You behave yourself. What is honor? In 1850, they had a very extensive, long list of what honor was. And it's amazing how we become an honorless generation as time has progressed, where even the very definition, if you go to your dictionary today and you look up the word honor, you're going to see it, that it has been shortened over time. It's like even the dictionary don't even know what honor is anymore. Honor is an ethical code of conduct, a high, high standard 
that no matter what, you do what's right in every situation. You tell the truth, you stand for truth. You're polite. You treat others with dignity and respect. That's why prejudice is so absolutely disgusting dishonor. Everybody should be treated fair and honorable. Even those who maybe dress up like somebody else, they should be treated respectfully as a, as a person. But told the truth. And expected to stand for the truth and not perpetrate that, especially on the young. You want to hold your belief? You hold your belief, but don't put it dishonorably upon somebody else. And so we've seen this dishonorable generation. Honor is integrity, honesty, respect. It's manners, being polite. It's a code of conduct, again, that no matter what, you are not going to lose your honor. I've watched people mock one another, mock ministers on social, minis- uh, uh, social media, and they think it's funny and that that person should be called out. And I'm sitting here going, excuse me. The spirit of what you are tapping into and what you are communicating and agreeing with is so dishonorable, it's grievous to God. God doesn't like dishonor. You know why? I'm going to tell you something. Think about this. What was the first sin that happened ever? It was Lucifer. What was the sin of Lucifer? People say pride. Or selfish ambition. God called it iniquity. Marilyn Hickey told me years ago when she broke down with me what transgression, sin, trespass, and iniquity means. It's all different. And she said, iniquity, the reason why Matthew 7, Jesus says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Notice worker or you work at iniquity. To work at iniquity is Iniquity is purposeful sin. So you are purposefully sinning. You are purposefully doing evil. This is why do not ask me to pray presidential prayers over the guy in the White House. He didn't win. He is treasonous. It's illegal. He's doing evil. They've done evil to our country. And I'm sorry. They dishonored our country, our constitution. I don't care what you say. So we have this thing where the first sin, it says about Lucifer, that iniquity was found in him. But really, if you look back, some people say, well, it was sin, it was pride, it was selfish ambition. But what was the root of it? The root of what Lucifer did was dishonor. He said in the book of Isaiah chapter 14 that he wanted to ascend above the stars of God. He wanted to ascend above the congregation seated in the north. He wanted to be like the Most High and he thought in his ignorant, dishonoring pride that he could overthrow God just like he thinks he's going to take this nation. And God kicked him out. Didn't even allow that to stand because Lucifer dishonor was found in him. And now you see what he's doing. That same dishonorable demon, devil, is trying to create dishonor in society. And I'm watching Christians and preachers fall right into the dishonorable way of life, mindset, 
speech, social media habits, just like the devil, their father. Well, God's my father. Then quit being dishonorable like your father, the devil. Quit acting like him. What was the first sin that happened in the earth? You ever thought about that? God comes down to Adam and Eve and says, Adam and Eve, out of every tree of the garden you may eat, but don't you dare eat of the grapefruit tree. I believe it was grapefruit. My grandma, my grandma used to make us eat grapefruit. You ever had grapefruit? You love it? Do you really? Do you like grapefruit? I don't like grapefruit. It's got a weird, nasty, like, like you were, you know, cutting and using Elmer's glue and you accidentally wiped your, 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 your mouth. It's got, that, it's got that nasty taste to it. And they used to be like, Grandma, why couldn't you just put an orange there? You know, but that'd be a nasty old grapefruit. Yeah. How many of you are non-grapefruit eaters? Look at that. Sorry, guys. But, but anyway, so I'm sure it was a grapefruit tree. But it was some kind of tree. And God said, every one of the trees except this tree, you can eat. But why did they eat it? Because dishonor and a dishonorable being, Satan, talked them out of their honor. And they became dishonorable. And now dishonor has been sown into every person that's born into the earth. Isn't that crazy? And we're going to discover in two weeks just how important honor is. Now, let's look at this. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 4. I want you to see what Paul said. This is very important. Because it doesn't matter who you are, none of us are exempt from a life of honor. If you're a teenager or you're a grown adult, you're still not exempt from Ephesians 6 that says children... Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right, that it may be well with you and you live long upon this earth. That isn't just, well, when you get married, then you no longer have to honor mom and dad, right? No, you honor them. Even after they're gone, there should be an honor. You shouldn't say, oh man, I'm glad the old man's in heaven. The reason why things aren't well and I watch teenagers wreck their life, ruin their life, go through hardships. Is because they mistreat their parents. And yet God is so clear. I know middle-aged people that are struggling. And it's because they don't honor their parents. Honor your mom and dad. That's not an age limit. In the Lord. For this is right. Notice it says in the Lord. Now, if your parent is doing something dishonorable, that's not in the Lord. Right? And there's also honoring that has to do with the way that you honor them is in the Lord. In other words, you show them God. You show them love. You show them forgiveness. You show them kindness. You show them mercy. But it says everyone in 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 4 should know how. In other words, Paul's preaching to the Thessalonica church saying this is a no-brainer. You people ought to know how to possess yourself in sanctification. Come on, that's holiness. And in what? Honor. Honor. Having a high code of conduct that no matter what, you're going to do what's right. You're going to treat people right. Come on, what's the golden rule? Do unto others before they do to you. 
That's the one that people are going by now, right? Do unto others before they do to you, right? Get them before they get you. That's what some people think the golden rule is. And my dad used to always say to me, what's the king's rule? Um, which king? You? And he would say, do unto others as you would have them do to you. And that is the golden rule. Have respect, have manners, be kind. So now let's go on. I want to show you something that Jesus said in Mark chapter 13, in verse 12, kind of about the culture of what would happen really in these days. So he warned us about this dishonorable generation. He says, now brother shall betray brother to death. And the father for the son and children shall rise up against their parents. Have you ever seen some of these that take their parents to court and divorce them? Because, you know, they didn't get their way. Now, it'd be one thing if the parents, you know, abusing them. But even then. Nowadays, what they call, you know, abuse, man. Come on. How many remember your parents grabbing the switch? (laughs) Grabbing the ruler. Man, I had a teacher in eighth grade in public school. I don't know how this dude got by with this, but one day I was talking to the person next to me and he said, Kuhneman! I said, yes, sir. And and you know what's bad about this guy? I'm not going to say his name, but he had black hair and a little mustache and he looked like Hitler. (laughs) He did. And he said, hold out your hands. And I knew what that meant. I was just talking. I was asking if I could borrow a pencil. And he made me hold out my hands and took the yardstick and went, bam, bam, on my knuckles. I didn't go to the principal. Well, I've been to the principal a few times, but I didn't go that day. And, and I didn't go to my mom. That was just, I guess it was expected. Now, today, if that dude would have tried to do that to me, I would have got him in a headlock and you would have heard about it in the paper. But honestly, but there was a whole different mindset and that was not honor. You shouldn't be doing that. But yet I'm telling you that guy had command over his class. Now there might've been a better way to do it, but parents getting divorced by their kids because they couldn't go on the weekend to carouse around and, you know, get drunk and not old enough to even drive, let alone, you know, drink and they're going to hurt somebody, let alone themselves. And You know, they just didn't get their way. So you're seeing this dishonorable society. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Now, this this is really what Paul was talking about to his son Timothy and to the church there that Timothy pastored. Watch this. But mark this or mark it down that there will be terrible times or perilous times, dangerous times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. If you really want to know what somebody is like, Go to their Facebook page. Men, if you want to date a girl, I suggest go to their social media page. And if they don't have any kind of honor to themselves by covering up their skin, that ain't your wife. If you're looking for... A slutty girl, probably, because that's how they act. That's how they dress. Listen to me, ladies. 
One day you will regret all your little social media pictures that you put out that reveals too much that really should be for your husband to see on the night that he marries you and thereafter. You got to show off your bikini body. Yeah, the one that you use the, the um, apps that they have now that knocks 30 pounds off of you and brightens your teeth. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the fake apps that you can turn yourself into whatever you want to look like the unreal you. How about you men? You get, you get on your social media. You got your shirt off. Hanging with all your guys. Hanging out in the wrong places. Your language all over your Facebook page. Yeah, and you're a Christian. And you are somehow, and then you got girls that I just described all over your social media that you follow. And you are supposed to land a godly girl. A godly girl is going to come to your social media page and go, that ain't a husband. That ain't a husband. That ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. Boy, bye. Bye. See, here's the thing. We, we do things today. Here's another thing. Well, I can do whatever I want to my body. Hey, this isn't a message about piercing or markings. But most people, when they get a marking on their body, or a piercing, do they ever think that one day you might be married? I don't care to get married. They say that because they don't want any kind of thinking about anybody else. But think about what that other person, what if your husband doesn't like, and I don't want to get off on naming something specific because, you know, I don't want you to think I'm talking about it. But what, what, what if your husband doesn't like markings or your wife doesn't like markings? And now they've got to live with it for the rest of their life because you wanted to and you didn't think about anybody else. Come on, before you post something, before you put that picture out on social media, one day your husband or your wife is going to have to live with you and live what you posted in your revealing outfits. Okay, girls, what do you need to be laying on a bed taking pictures of yourself? You're just asking for dishonor, and then you wonder why. I can never find a nice guy. Well, get the heck off your bed and take a picture next to a cow. <laughs> did I just say that, Mike? I didn't just. I did not just say that. know why our society screwed up like this because no preacher will say it or very few here's another one how many young people especially young men your tempers are horrible and I know people in their marriage that they bring that temper into their marriage and I said in the first service a lot of guys And who are you? I am Chief Buffalo Butt. 
I rule my wife and my family. Three things she does. She cooks, make babies, and raise them. And you need to get a life. You know why I have an honorable marriage of 33 years? Because I don't treat my wife like chief. You know why she's honorable to me? Because I honor her. I keep a clean house with her. Not for her, with her. And we have three German shepherds. And I vacuum every day. Because I don't want my house looking like I got three dogs or smelling like I got three dogs. But there's some, some ladies, man, you, you stay home all day while your husband's the breadwinner. He's working his backside off for you. And he comes home and the kids are still in the diapers. And he steps down in something and, and it's from the dog. And the house is a mess. His clothes aren't ironed. Washed. The dishes are still piled up and you got the TV blaring and you wonder why you don't have a honorable marriage. Oh, I can't do that. Somebody called me out and said, that's Luminati. Really? Really? I mean, you can't do anything. Like I'm going to know that's Illuminati. Or Masonic or Masons use those. Get off my page. But dishonorable people will say that. They can't look at the fruit of this man and think I'm making really secret Illuminati things with my hand. Really? You, you really think that? Get off my page. He's a Mason. I don't even know how to use concrete. <laughs> Second Timothy chapter three, <laughs> verse, verse one. <laughs> let's, let's get back to the book. <laughs> Mark this. There'll be terrible times in the last days. People, <laughs> people will be, you got, help me out. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God that have a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people <laughs> but you go into some people's social media friends that they you know I, I always and I, and I mean this I, I don't even post really on social media except the ministry pages and, and I never and I never follow people that I don't know okay why do you need to invite people into your world that you really don't know you don't scroll and look at their, what, they, what they stand for. And you want to bring them into your world? Ooh, that's bad. Look at Psalm 15, verse 4. I'm almost done. I've got 
few more minutes, I might as well just preach some nice scriptures here. <laughs> so, Psalm 15, verse 4. Let me show you what I call just the absolute. It's like a picture of honor. And in Psalm 15, verse 4, notice what it says. If they could put the scripture up, please. This, this is an amazing scripture. It says, in whom eyes a vile person is condemned, but he honors them that fears the Lord. And he sweareth to his own hurt, and he changes not. A person of honor has such a high code of conduct that their word is their bond. If they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. Now, I, I was telling us to first service, there's a, uh, a pastor that, that I knew years ago. His name is Pastor Greg Squires. Great, great, great man of God. He pastors down in Florida. And he was telling a story, which we've probably all have done at some point, but he told a story that he went into a used car uh, lot. How many ever went to buy a, a car before? Or maybe it was a new car. Was it a new car? I, I, he just went into a new car lot. And uh, how many ever went in and, you know, you have the salesman you try to avoid and all that. And if you sell cars, we, we love you and bless you and so forth. <laughs> we honor you. We really do. Just be honorable. Be honest. Okay. Don't, don't just because the company wants you to sell something, now get into lying. That's not a code of conduct. And so... He went into this car, car dealership, and this guy was showing him this, this new car. And uh, he was trying to get the guy off of him because the salesman was, like, over, overly, like, trying to sell. You know, so he said, all right. He said, I'll tell you what. He said, I'm really interested in that car. I'm going to come back tomorrow, and I'm going to buy it. And the guy's like, oh, great, great, and exchange numbers. Well, Greg said, I had no desire to buy that car. I just wanted the salesman off of me. So he drives all the way, Greg does, to his house, and the Spirit of God speaks to him. He said, Greg, how important is your word? He said, it's important. He said, how important is my word? Important. He said, well, do, you, do I watch over my word to perform it? And you want me to watch over my word to perform it? He said, yes. He said, well, then are you going to watch over the words that you spoke and perform it? Are you a person of integrity? He said, God, you mean I have to buy that car? He said, well, you told the man you would. So he went back. And he said to the guy, he said, here, I'm going to buy this car. He said, I really don't like this car, but I'm going to buy it because I told you that I would. And, you know, he said he drove that car for years, put like 100,000 miles on it plus. And he said he never had any problems with it because guess what? That car was ran by honor. Honor is powerful. Doing what's right, telling the truth. Come on, don't be uh, one person one way. You know, you're all being real nice to your husband in church or you're being nice to your wife in church. And then you are ugly the minute you get in your car and they're on throughout the week. Most people can, can spot a fake. I hate to tell you this. I've been in the ministry for, since 1986. I can spot fake even in the ministry among ministers. And I've seen it. I can spot ministers that don't have a good marriage. And yet they act like they do publicly. You could tell. You can tell if a person is honorable or not. That's why I get mad when people attack the true people of honor. And they bring a railing accusation against them. It's not good. Look at what Jesus said. You say, well, where can I start with honor? Honor starts in the heart. You know why some people never can come to a place of honor in their life? 
of being kind, being polite, thinking of others more than they think of themselves is because honor is just lip service. Honor is not down in the heart. You know why I have never, ever been prejudiced in my life or made racial slurs? Because it's not in my heart. So it never comes out of my mouth. Never. Look at what the Bible says in Matthew 15. I'm almost done. Look at what it says in verse 8. Jesus was talking. And people can give lip service all day long. Well, I love my wife. Well, why do you treat her that way? I love my husband. Well, then why do you treat him that way? I love my church. Well, then why do you talk about the pastor at the restaurant and people overhear it? Which, by the way, I grew up in a very honorable generation where we called our teachers by their last name. The user-friendly movement did something really bad. It had to make everybody so hip and cool, including the preachers. They all had a dress real hip, real cool. But they removed the title. No longer was it Pastor, I'll just make up a name, Pastor Wally. It's, hey, that's Wally. Wally's on the same level of all of us. And to post pictures of Wally or to call Wally Pastor Wally is pastor worship. That's what they were accusing. And there's a difference between honoring and worship. You are to worship God but honor one another. And if Jesus, Jesus, the Lord of the church, gave gifts, appointed offices and titles to men as it pleased him. Why do we degrade then and say, well, that's just Wally. Or if it's a female, we can't put the title pastor even though they are. We have to call them by their first name. It's because we become a person of dishonor. Those offices and titles were given by Jesus. I have not once gone into the doctor's office and called the doctor by their first name. And I knew my other doctor before they retired very, very well. I had them at my home. I knew their cell number. I always called the doctor, Dr. So-and-so. When you reduce your pastor down to first name only, you are only hurting yourself. You're not receiving them in the grace, the authority, and the title that they carry given by Jesus. So think about that. Now, Jesus said in Matthew 15, 8, I'm almost done. Come to the piano, please. Pastor Doug, come. Oh, he's, oh, he's there? Okay. Now look at Matthew 15, 8. These people draw nigh unto me with lip service. And they honor me from their, their talking But he said, their heart's far from me. In other words, honor has to be in your heart. Honor has to be in your heart. My dad, and mom, you did too. So if I just mentioned dad, I'm not trying to exclude you. But my dad and my mom both were were very much people of honor. And when I went and worked for them, uh, we used to work at an Amoco station. Thank God Amoco's back. I believe that that is a sign from God that America is coming back. (laughs) And it's going to be by the oil of the Holy Spirit. But, but my mom and dad taught me. They said, Hank, always tell the truth. Always treat people right. I watched my dad run his business with incredible integrity. I watched him when people couldn't afford. 
he would find a way to fix their car so they could go about their livelihood and, and work something out. Sometimes just writing off and, 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 and having to pay for it himself. My dad was such a man of honor. But honor has to be in your heart. You have to understand it's not just what comes out of your mouth. It's your actions. It's the code of conduct that if you are pushed and shoved, you are going to still maintain a certain way. Let me give you an example. I went to Goodwill yesterday. Brenda uh, got rid of some stuff and I agreed. I said, hey, I'll, I'll run to Goodwill and I'll go pick up the groceries real quick. And when I was there, I pull up and these two young guys, they were young kids. They were waiting and I pulled up and had a whole carload full of it. Not really nice stuff, you know, and I don't give junk away. I don't call it good riddance. I call it goodwill. I want to bless people. And so should you just don't get rid of stuff because you don't want it. You don't know what to do. It is, you know, nobody take it. Not even the junkyard. Right. And so I pull up and these two young kids are standing there and they're like, I'm like, hi, hey, I have some stuff here. And they're like, and they didn't say anything. They just pointed. I went, what, you want me to talk to somebody? And they just pointed. And I said, what, what are you pointing for? Over there. I said, are you telling me that you want this stuff over there? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what are you two standing here for? To watch me? So I started picking it up and I put it over there and then the guy goes, and I thought, I could feel fire coming up in here. I could feel the Godzilla anointing. I mean, have you ever had that? It's like, where did Godzilla come from? I wanted to take both of those guys, pick them up, bang their heads together, drop them, and stuff them into the... Oh, no, I wouldn't have stuffed them. I, no. But I mean, I felt myself starting to shoot. And I thought, Hank, because I've had people know who I am, so I have to be careful. And that's not a reason to do it, but it is. You have to maintain. And I said to him, I said, guys, listen, got a car full here. Is it also your job to unload? Oh, yeah. I said, well, let's go. And then they half-heartedly did it. But the point is... I had a choice. I could have absolutely manifested and I wanted to so bad. How many of you would have manifested? You would have manifested. Oh, sure, on social media. I would not. Yeah, sure. But I maintain because honor is in my heart and something kicked in. Hank, you can't, you, you got to just, it's not worth it. Just drop it off and go on. But I want you to know this. Look at a, a scripture. I want you to look at 3 John in closing. Stand to your feet. Let's do that. I want you to look at a scripture. How many of you have ever quoted 3 John verse 2? How many of you ever prayed it? I wish above all, Lord, that I prosper, my soul prospers, and I'm in good health. How many of you ever prayed that, that you would prosper? Come on, God would bless you. How many of you watching, you would prosper? How many of you, come on, that you would be in good health? You've quoted that scripture. But we don't read it in context. The reason why... John spoke that scripture and said, hey man, above all, I pray that you would prosper. In other words, you would walk in blessing. Your soul, your mind, will, and emotions would be blessed. And your health would absolutely, you would be in health. You got to read 3 John 2. Look at verse 1. You got to watch what 
John was saying because honor is connected to you prosper, your soul prospers, and you're in good health. Watch this. The elder unto the well-beloved who? Gaius. So who's he talking to? I guess that's how I pronounce his name. Whom I love in the truth. So he's talking to Gaius. Now go to verse 2. Watch what he prays for him. Why would he pray this? What is connected to this prayer? There's something about Gaius that made Apostle John say, man, this is what I'm praying for you. I pray above all other things, Gaius, you may prosper and that you would be in health even as your soul prospers. Why? Read the next verse. I rejoice when other people came, leaders, Christians, pastors, and they testified Notice the word truth. That's also the word honor. And that's what honor is. Honor is truth. They testified that you are an honorable person, paraphrase. You have honor in your heart, even as you walk in honor. Why could Gaius walk in truth, walk in honor? Because honor before that part was in him. It was of his heart. And he said, listen, I'm testifying. People are coming and they're saying, man, Gaius, you are an honorable man. It's in your heart. It's who you are. You have a code of conduct, man. You have manners. You're kind. You're respectful to other people and, and you're being talked about. I pray above all because of that honor, you prosper, your soul prospers and you're in good health. You know why some people, their emotions are all jacked up. Their minds all jacked up. They're all jacked up in their health. They're not getting blessed and they wonder why. It's because they are sowing dishonor. When you take the high road of honor, you will prosper. Your soul will prosper and you will be in good health. Look at verse 9. There's another dude that John writes about. And notice how he didn't pray this for him. He didn't say, I pray for you, Diotrephus that you prosper, your soul prospers. Why? Look at what Diotrephus was doing. He was living a dishonorable life and it showed. And John could not testify of it or even pray that blessing on him. Because health and sound mind and prosperity doesn't go with the person of dishonor. And I'll prove it to you. That's why in Deuteronomy 28, 12 verses that deal with the blessing and over 54 that deal with the curse. There's more consequences of dishonor. Verse 9, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephus, you love to have the preeminence. In other words, you want the attention among them, and you receive us not. Now watch what he was doing. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds, which he has done. He prays against us with what kind of words? Uh-huh. That's why I'm not liking what I'm seeing on social media from people. There are so many unkind, malicious words, people that got to know this skinny, and all they do is create arguments. And then it becomes malicious. And if people are like that on my page, bye, see you. You can go argue it out somewhere else. Get your own page. But you're not being honorable. 
And not content therewith, neither does he himself receive the brethren and forbids them that would and casts them out of the church. How many can see now how important honor is? The Bible says in the book of Psalms that honor is so important, it's more important than riches. A good name, an honorable name is more important than riches. Come on, if I mentioned your name right now, if I called out your name, would people automatically go, hey man, that's a person of honor. Well, that's a person of dishonor. You could stand over someone's gravestone and look at that, and you can draw one or two conclusions. That was an honorable person or dishonorable. That man was honorable to his wife or he wasn't honorable. That woman was honorable to her husband or she wasn't. That person was honorable to God or they weren't. They were honorable to their country or they weren't. You can tell a lot by a person's name. Honor or dishonor, believe it or not, is associated to you more than you realize. And honor has to be in your heart. Amen.